You're tuned in to the Benton County Public Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Benton County Government, at your service every day. Benton County is a great place to live and work. For more information about Benton County and a career with Benton County, visit co.benton.or.us. Welcome to Episode 1 of the Benton County Public Podcast, where we'll take a deeper dive into topics the community cares about. At Benton County, we strive to be transparent, and we welcome your feedback. The community can always feel free to reach out to us, info at bentoncountyor.gov, with your questions and feedback. This week on our first episode, we're going to be talking trash. Community members have volunteered thousands of hours working to provide recommendations about the future of sustainable materials management, solid waste, and disposal in Benton County as part of the Benton County Talks Trash Solid Waste Process Work Group. The work group is scheduled to deliver a final report to the Benton County Board of Commissioners on April 4th, and that will provide recommendations for the board about specific solid waste topics. One topic this group is particularly passionate about is the Coffin Butte landfill. While the report is a bridge process to subsequent county actions and does not address whether the landfill should be expanded or closed, it does address concerns and provide feedback about the landfill. So, on today's podcast, we will discuss the history of the Coffin Butte Landfill, why what the Benton County Talks Trash Solid Waste Process Work Group is doing is important, what the county is doing to manage solid waste now and in the future, and what individuals can do to help decrease consumption and why that is important. I'm your host for today's podcast. My name is Dan Crawl, and you're listening to the Benton County Public Podcast. This is episode one. Our guests on today's podcast are Catherine Duvall. She's a member of Benton County Talks Trash Solid Waste Work Group, and Greg Verrett, who is the Deputy Director of the Community Development Department at Benton County. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Well, why don't we start off by talking about the history of the Coffin Butte Landfill? The land where the Coffin Butte Landfill is now predates any settlers here in the Willamette Valley, and it was historically a part of the Kalapuya Indian tribe's ancestral homelands. 
And after that, it was part of Camp Adair's military base, which is now, of course, part of Adair Village. And the landfill was opened in the 1970s in response to residents here in Benton County who were just throwing their trash in the river on the side of the road in their backyards or in empty lots. And so this was a response to try and encourage residents here to actually have a a place where they could take their trash. So in 1974, the uh, county designated it a regional landfill and granted the first land use approval for landfill activities at that site. Uh, At that time, it was uh, servicing the areas of the counties around Benton County, uh, Marion, Yamhill, Polk, and Lynn counties in, in addition to the local area. It has had a history of including the counties that touch Benton County. That was what was initially intended. And then at some point it started taking solid waste from counties outside of this regional area. And it now accepts solid waste from uh, most of Western Oregon and I believe some areas outside of Oregon as well. One of the key things about the Coffin Butte landfill is that as a privately owned landfill compared to, say, Lane County, which has a uh, government-owned landfill, uh, private landfill is uh, private business, and the county is not in a position to legally regulate where that waste comes from that goes into the landfill. I would add, too, that the the area around the landfill has, for its entire existence, has also had houses and neighbors there. And so there's a very long history of interaction with the neighbors there in the Soap Creek area. And these kind of conversations, I think, have been going on for the last 50 years, essentially. Well, it's understandable that issues would arise, especially for folks who live near the landfill. Why don't you talk a little bit about what kind of citizen action or inquiry is going on right now surrounding the landfill? Well, I think there's been a strong history of public involvement throughout the life of the landfill dating back to the 1970s when it was established. And the neighbors in the Soap Creek area have always been very involved in the conversations around landfill expansion um, and new plans for the landfill, including any applications or permits that go to the county for any of those. So as the county, I know we have been very aware and concerned about the concerns of the public. We uh, share uh, the interest of the members of the public in supporting community values and in uh, helping to make Benton County a place that is uh, good for people to live, where people feel it is home. Um, and we know that uh, a landfill can detract from that. Um, at the same time, the the county is also in the role of applying land use law and uh deciding land use matters based on uh, fairly strict laws that are laid before the county. So it's a balancing act between um, wanting to uh, do the best for our public, our community, and uh, make this as livable a place as we can while also um, upholding the legal requirements. Yeah, and Greg, most recently, you know, the, the most recent process has been that Republic Services applied for a conditional use permit to the county in 2021 to expand the landfill. And that was that application was denied. And it, rather than having an appeal process, there was so much public pushback to that landfill expansion that Republic Services decided to repeal their application and be a part of this ongoing process and this public conversation that we're having today. 
You're listening to the Benton County Public Podcast. Benton County is inviting the public to an open house on April 4th from 5 to 7 p.m. at the Calapuya Building in Corvallis, hosted by the Benton County Talks Trash Solid Waste Process Work Group. The open house will provide a chance for the public to learn more from the work group, as well as the five work group subcommittees that have been meeting independently. These committees are covering landfill size, capacity, and longevity, sustainable materials management plan, past land use application conditions, legal issues and land use review, and community education. That's April 4th from 5 to 7 p.m. at the Calapuya Building in Corvallis, hosted by the Benton County Talks Trash Solid Waste Process Work Group. listening to the Benton County Public Podcast. Greg, issues surrounding the Coffin Butte landfill have been subject to strong public involvement. If you could, tell us about the Benton County Talks Trash Work Group, and also talk about why the collaborative process of the work group is so important. Sure, Dan. The Benton County Talks Trash Solid Waste Process Work Group is an advisory group to the Board of County Commissioners. Uh, They are working on preparing an extensive report on the future, really, of solid waste management in the county, uh, including Coffin Butte Landfill, but by no means limited to that topic. Uh, The group is made up of a diverse uh, set of community members from a variety of perspectives, business, community organizations, uh, involved community members, advisory group members, uh, such as our planning commission and our solid waste advisory council. Uh, and, you know, the, the value of this, it's really a rare opportunity uh, for an extensive, in-depth community conversation about how we manage the materials we generate and the impacts that those have on our community and the broader world and environment. And Catherine, you are a member of one of the work groups. Why don't you give us your perspective on this process? Yeah, my my hope in getting involved in the work group as a member was to be a part of this process that would generate a really informative report for the Benton County Commissioners and for Benton County residents to understand better when we're making the solid, when they get to the point of making the the solid waste materials management plan and what kind of things should go into that. I think it's important to note that I think there was a some misunderstanding around the purpose of the group when we started this all back in August. And the purpose of this group is really, as Greg mentioned, just to create the outline for what we want to see as community members in that plan when it comes to fruition, rather than actually making that plan. That's not what we're doing in this group. We started in August and we started meeting uh, twice a month. I believe it was a pretty heavy schedule at first. There was a lot of material to get through. I think for a lot of us who were involved in the work group, there was a lot of understanding of background and history to to gather and to, to work on. And we um, we we're really heavy into that when we when we first began this process and just figuring out 
what it was that we were doing in this process and what we were trying to get to. I think, as I stated, there was some confusion from all of us at first of what what role maybe this was playing in the future of the landfill. And I think that we had to take time as a work group and the commissioners as well to inform the public of what we were doing and what we weren't doing. And I do feel like we've, we have gotten to a point now where there's more understanding about the purpose of the group and the, the, in, the input from the community has been really valuable in that as well. I think it's been a great sounding board for maybe what the community, what their perception is of what we're doing here and where we're going in the future. What kind of feedback have you been getting so far from the community? Well, we've had, as we talked about earlier, the Soap Creek area residents have been really active. They've given us a lot of feedback. Um, we've had a lot of community comment from them about not only about the process itself, but about all of the topics involved in, in the work group that we're discussing and then where we're going to go from here. So it the community has raised a lot of concerns about the past relationship with Republic Services and I think that's very valid in a lot of ways. It's the, the landfill has grown a lot in the last 50 years, and a lot of those people have lived there for a very long time, and it's not, it hasn't grown maybe in ways that they expected. And so we've been hearing from the community about that. We've been hearing about some of their concerns about that landfill expansion and environmental concerns related to the landfill. And we have, I think we've all taken that very seriously as we've gone through, because many of the community members are experts in these areas and they know a lot more about this than coming into this process than some of the work group members do. And it's been really interesting as well to hear uh, that this is a a topic of concern for the entire community. I mean, we hear a number of input uh, pieces from local residents near the landfill uh, and we're also getting input from community members who uh, don't live near the landfill, but have a concern either about the quality of the environment or the future of solid waste or how we as a community and society uh, deal with our materials and uh, the environmental uh, climate change impacts, etc. Yeah, I think that's true. And we live in a place where people are very involved generally in, in what we're doing. And I think that's a real benefit to being in Benton County is that People are also very forward thinking about recycling and, you know, just generally in Oregon and especially here, recycling and waste management. And so we have that benefit of having these community members who really know this and uh, and want to be involved and and want to give their feedback on this. So at the end of the day, what is it that you think a lot of residents might expect the county to do as far as maybe creating limitations for the landfill or otherwise allowing the landfill to expand? At this point, the, the results of this work group's process will be a, a report with a series of findings and recommendations, and uh, that it simply stands on its own, I believe. The Benton County Board of Commissioners will be taking public input uh, through, uh, I believe, through the month of May on the report, and then we'll be um, deciding what steps are next. It's not uh, that there is... A, a, an action to approve or to deny at this point. It's really to take the recommendations from this work group and decide what planning efforts should occur next and what other 
um, opportunities uh, should be seized in terms of planning for solid waste in Benton County. And I think the idea is that this sets up whoever is coming in to work on the sustainable materials management plan. It sets them up with information and background to move forward with that process. And it's important to note that Benton County doesn't have a current sustainable materials management plan. And for a landfill that takes uh, solid waste from all over Western Oregon, it's really important. And it allows, creating that plan allows the process for people to get involved in the conversation of the future of the landfill and solid waste in our region. Perhaps you could talk about what each subcommittee has been looking at as far as recommendations. Yeah, Dan, as you mentioned earlier, there are five different subcommittees that are part of the Benton County Talks Trash work group. And uh, the first one being landfill size, capacity, and longevity, which addresses a conversation that has been going on with community members for a very long time and which I think really came to a head in the last, during that last conditional use permit process, which is how one of the main questions that they're answering is how much capacity is left in the landfill and at the rate that we are going now, how much longer can the landfill stay open? And it turns out there's a lot of different information and the answer to that question depends on the assumptions you start with and your uh, prognostication for the future. I think the um, estimate that 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 subcommittee is landing on is approximately 14 to 16 years of life left, which would put it at 2037 to 2039, approximately. But again, the uh, report is not final yet. The the committee is still working on um, deciding final form of the report. So these are just preliminary discussions we're having here. Yes. Well, I know that in Sweden, for instance, they burn their trash to create energy. Do you, and it seems that a couple of years ago, I had read something from the landfill saying that they were creating methane energy. Uh, what's the latest on that? Because if we are running out of space, well, why not just burn it? That's a really good point you bring up, Dan. I think this is a, a something that will be further examined in the Sustainable Materials Management Plan, which is the second subcommittee from the work group. And the purpose of that subcommittee is to create the outline of what the sustainable materials management plan will have in it. And so that work group, that subcommittee has been really focused on looking at what kind of information we want to have in there. And technology is certainly a part of that. And I'll add that, yes, burning of trash does happen. Uh, There's an incineration facility uh, in Marion County, uh, also, I'll mention that the methane that is off-gassed from the Coffin Butte landfill uh, does go through a generation facility and is burned to convert to electricity. So there is some of that going on. Yeah, I certainly remember seeing a, a flyer about this a few years ago, and it is something that I know I've been interested in. And I used to personally be somebody who was very into recycling. But when you learn the truth about a lot of recycling, like plastics, for instance, that if it's even good enough to be shipped over to China, that's a lot of extra carbon footprint put into this recyclable material. But if they don't even want our trash because it's covered in food waste, and it's very easy to kind of fall into despair and give up in a sense. And I think that's really good that we do have people in the community who are interested, at least in the future, of how we're going to manage this. Because as it is now, and I can say this as someone who I'm a laborer during the day sometimes, and I do dump runs. So I go to the Coffin Butte landfill and see and smell the reality of that place. 
So I think it's really good that we do have involved citizens who are talking about this and trying to responsibly figure out the future of how we're going to manage our waste in Benton County. And Dan, I'm glad you mentioned recycling. Uh, people often think of sustainable management of materials as, well, we need to recycle more. And that's certainly part of it, but sustainable materials management is really looking at the full life cycle of the materials that we as a society produce, transport, purchase, use, dispose of, and looking at the costs, both environmentally and socially, of those, uh, of those decisions all along the life cycle of, an, of, an, of a material. Uh, and so this, this Sustainable Materials Management Plan uh, for Benton County, as others in other jurisdictions and localities have done, will look at that full life cycle and at ways that we can reduce the environmental impacts of the materials we generate. And those are also, everything that Greg just mentioned is also something that we have to look at on a wider scale of just Benton County because we take landfill waste from all the way up from the, the Portland area that comes into our landfill here. There really is a need to look at this on a state or a regional level as well. And I know that there are a lot of conversations going on in the Oregon legislature right now that are talking about sustainable materials management and how we can reduce our waste that goes to landfills. It's just, it's a conversation that is much larger really than just our local conversation because those decisions and those policies impact us directly here, but they are, um, they impact everyone around the state because of where we get that waste from. Before we move on, can you talk about some of the other subcommittees working on this? Sure. So a couple of the other subcommittees are, uh, one is dealing with past land use application conditions, and that's a mouthful of a topic, but it's essentially, as I mentioned earlier, the landfill goes back to 1974 in terms of Benton County's permitting activities uh, out at the landfill, and uh, this subcommittee was specifically compiling the series of land use decisions that have been made over the past 50 years and uh, trying to understand exactly what those approvals entailed, what the conditions of approval were, and the status of uh, compliance with those conditions of approval. And then secondly, there's a, a related subcommittee that has worked on legal issues and land use review, and that topic is dealing with what are the laws that surround regulation of and operation of landfills and what is the extent of the county's authority and where are the limits on its authority in regulating a landfill. And the last subcommittee is the Community Education Subcommittee, which is really focused on outreach and engagement with the community in, in throughout this whole process and then how going forward, how the county will engage with the community for any future decisions or any discussions about the landfill. And I think that one of the kind of the indirect purposes of this work group was to establish trust with the community and the residents in that area around the landfill. That became really 
uh, pronounced in the process of the last CUP application, which was that there was just a lot of contention around this issue. And I think what's become evident is that the, the community and the residents in that area and the Soap Creek area still have a lot of environmental concerns. And having a really robust community education and outreach strategy is going to be really important in order to establish that trust and just get everyone involved going forward. Do you feel like the establishment or at least the presence of this work group has helped ease the uh, suspicions of folks up that way? I think in some ways, yes. I think that we did get off to a really rocky start. As I mentioned, there was a little bit of ambiguity in the beginning about what the purpose of the work group was. I do think we, I think that these meetings have allowed for a lot of time for community members to share their opinions and their experiences. We also have had a lot of community members who have been totally instrumental in the work that the subcommittees are doing. So it hasn't just been work group members, it's been community members as well who are working on all of these topics. And I think that there has been uh, growth in that area. You're listening to the Benton County Public Podcast. And on the next edition of the program, we're going to hear what volunteers, staff, and community members have to say about their local resource center for unhoused and housing insecure members of the Benton County community. You can learn about the Corvallis Daytime Drop-In Center and the efforts they are making to help houseless and housing insecure in Benton County. I'm Dan Crawl, and you're listening to Episode 1 of the Benton County Public Podcast. listening to the Benton County Public Podcast. My name is Dan Crawl. I'm the host of today's edition of the program. This is episode one. Today we are joined by Catherine Duvall, who is a member of the Benton County Talks Trash Solid Waste Work Group. We're also joined by Greg Verrett, who is the Deputy Director of the Community Development Department at Benton County. So next we're going to talk about what the county is doing to manage solid waste now and in the future, as well as what individuals can do, what folks listening to this very podcast can do. So, Greg, why don't you tell us a little about what Benton County is doing right now to manage solid waste? Sure, Dan. So in the past, the county's primary role in solid waste management has been focused on overseeing franchise agreements for solid waste collection and disposal. Uh, and to that end, you know, the county benefits from having a pretty robust set of opportunities for recycling and composting. Uh, even rural residents have access to curbside recycling and composting, which is fairly unusual. Um, and as a fun fact, did you know that all your food waste can go into your yard waste cart? I did. Of course, Catherine did. <laughs> um, in addition, the solid waste program at Benton County has been focused recently on communicating best practices and opportunities around waste preve prevention and recovery. 
Uh, our goal is to reduce the impacts associated with the full life cycle of the materials that we use in Benton County. And we've developed a variety of resources for both residents and businesses. We have also recently launched a small grant initiative that provides funding to uh, local nonprofits or individuals for uh, projects in the area of sustainable materials management. Uh, that's been a, a very exciting development in the program. And I'd encourage folks to visit our program webpage to learn more about these, uh, these opportunities, both the information we have available and uh, the grants and other programs. Just search for Benton County Materials Management on the web. Well, what does Benton County hope to do regarding solid waste in the future? We are in the midst of a transition away from a conventional kind of solid waste focused management approach towards, as we've talked about here already today, more holistic, sustainable materials management. This essentially involves making informed decisions about the full life cycle impacts of materials. And so we're shifting the program toward that focus, but we're also, as we've talked about earlier, prepared to launch a plan effort. So a sustainable materials management plan is one of the uh, next steps that will come from the solid waste work group, the Benton County Tox Trash work group. Um, that sustainable materials management plan will enable the county to have a, a more forward-looking and holistic approach to what we've thought of as solid waste in the past. And really the work of the work group will jumpstart that process for developing this sustainable materials management plan. Uh, the Board of Commissioners has already made it a high priority to follow that process through. Uh, additionally, a sustainable materials management plan will help the county better determine where to provide our resources and put our staff time and budget to most impactfully reduce material impacts. And Catherine, maybe you could talk about some ideas you have for individuals to help because we all do play a part after all. So what can individuals do to decrease their consumption? Absolutely, Dan. This is a really important point because the landfill, of course, is our creation, right? The landfill is taking all of our, our trash and, and all of us in Western Oregon. And we really have to take the responsibility for our consumption and everything that we're throwing out. So a few things that I have tried to do recently just in my own house is a few years ago, I got one of those countertop compost bins and I was amazed at how much that decreased, how often I had to take out my trash in my house by just composting my food scraps. And for me, that was a big, that was a big shift in how much trash I was getting rid of. I think it just, it's different for everyone. It depends on what your habits are and what, where most of your waste is coming from. I think it could really help for each household to, if you're interested in decreasing your waste, to kind of just take stock of what it is that you're putting in your trash can and think about how often you're putting things in your trash can, what's going in there, and then just doing some household experiments and, and trying to change your behavior a little bit and see if that decreases how much you're actually throwing out. Um, I, I'm a big proponent. I'm, I'm a big believer in if everyone just did a little bit, we could really get a long way as a community. And if every household you know, could cut their trash in half, imagine what that would do for our, the landfill and, and how much we're putting into the landfill. What about you, Greg? Well, I'd like to tout one of the grant recipients that we uh, 
funded this last cycle. Um, it's a program to uh, provide reusable takeout containers uh, at local restaurants, and it's a pilot project, but I think it has a lot of merit. Uh, I know I, I always try to remember when I'm headed out to the restaurant to bring a, a container to take the leftovers home in, and sometimes I remember, sometimes not, but this program uh, would allow, um, uh, would provide funding for containers at restaurants where people could um, get a reusable container, uh, take home their leftovers, uh, clean it out, bring it back, and uh, and have it be reused uh, once it's been sterilized. So it's a it's a pretty cool little project, I think. And that's the Benton to Go program, isn't it? That's yeah. the name. Thank you. And the that's. Um, being spearheaded by the Sustainability Coalition's Waste Prevention Action Team. And they have, that action team has some amazing resources out there too for how to reduce waste and how to reuse. Uh, I would definitely recommend anyone to check that out. I think it does behoove all of us to realize we are all in this together. And it is kind of unfortunate that over the years, it's become kind of a political issue where saving the environment is all of a sudden politicized maybe because it gets in the way of profits. But at the end of the day, no matter what you believe, we are all sharing this planet. If we're all creating too much trash and there's nowhere for it to go, well, we'll all end up in a sea of trash one day. And I think mindful consumption is something that is catching on with people of all political stripes. Uh, have you seen that in your involvement with the work group as well as dealing with folks in the community outside the work group? We, as we talked about earlier, we have very we have a very strong history of conscientious consumption and environmentalism here in Benton County, and so that has come out a lot in the work group, and and through the community members who have gotten involved as well. I know for myself personally, we were on the question of what we can do as individuals. Something that I have been trying to pay more attention to is where I'm purchasing things from. I. I can go into Target and just go to town in the in the shoe section, um, but like I think a lot of people can. But then when the shoes wear out after a season and I'm throwing them in the landfill, I just really started to think about: Is this really the best use of my money? And I have tried to really be more mindful of where I'm buying things from and making investments in things that last longer. I know that's not an option for everyone. It depends on what your financial situation is and your household situation. But I think that we there are things that we all can do. As you were mentioning, Dan, we're all in this together um, because I really like statistics. I looked up our consumption, our, our consumption trends and the EPA has some numbers that were pretty shocking to me, and that's that in 1960, we were throwing out 2.68 pounds per person per day, and our our solid waste numbers are now, in 2005, it's 4.69 pounds per person per day. And that that's considering, and there's so many factors, there's so many reasons why that is. It's also considering, though, that during that time, we increased recycling by a lot, and so it's just... I think everyone considering the part that they're playing in this is is really important. And for anyone who likes to get into the wonky policy stuff like I do, I think there's a lot of great conversations going on at the state right now in the legislature. And even if you don't have time to get really deep into those, uh, contacting your representative, your local representative or senator, and just letting them know that this is a priority for you is a, another way to get involved and have your voice heard on a larger scale. Well, it's... Certainly appreciated that we do have, like you mentioned, people in the area who do care. And I like the idea of everyone who's listening 
making that conscientious choice about consuming less. We often hear about reduce, reuse, recycle. Just think of it in that order. First, you want to reduce what you're consuming, reuse everything that's possible to reuse, and at the end of that, recycle. Although, as we have seen, a lot of stuff does not end up getting recycled. And when it comes to paper and cardboard, there's a lot of Uh, dotted I's and cross T's that need to go into place before that can actually be recycled. So it really does boil down to reduction, reduce. Those are really good points, Dan. And thanks to recent legislation in the state of Oregon, the Oregon Recycling Modernization Act is going to be going into effect in the near future and really changing the game on recycling. It requires the organization, the companies that produce materials to have a stake, a financial stake in how those uh, end of life of those materials uh, plays out. And so it's going to increase the availability of uh, recycling opportunities and the ability to reuse and recycle uh, a broader range, broader range of products. For listeners who want to look more into this law that you were just talking about, what is the name of it again? The full name is the Plastic Pollution and Recycling Modernization Act, passed by the Oregon legislature in 2021, and it went into effect January 1st, 2022. All right. Well, I'd like to thank you both for your time. Is there anything that either one of you would like to add before we wrap up today's edition of the Benton County Public Podcast, Episode 1? I would just like to encourage community members who have been involved in this topic to stay involved. We're approaching the end of the first step in an ongoing process about the future of solid waste in the county and the voices and perspectives of the members of the public are invaluable. I agree, Greg. These conversations are really important and I hope everyone continues to stay involved. We'd like to thank everyone for tuning in today to episode one of the Benton County Public Podcast. My name is Dan Crawl. I've been your host today. I'm also the producer of this program. Our guests today have been Catherine Duvall, who is a member of the Benton County Talks Trash Solid Waste Work Group, and Greg Verrett, the Deputy Director for the Community Development Department at Benton County. Thank you for listening to the Benton County Public Podcast. On our next episode, we're going to talk about homelessness and what the downtown daytime drop-in center in Corvallis are doing to help the homeless and housing insecure community in Benton County. Also, a talk and a visit to the Jackson Fraser Wetland and its boardwalk replacement project, which is going on soon. So be sure to tune in. This is the Benton County Public Podcast. production of Benton County, Oregon government. Thanks to our production assistant, Melanie McNaughton. This episode was produced by Dan Crawl and Corey Grogan. Special thanks to our guests, Greg Verrett and Catherine Duvall. Our theme music was written and composed by Doug Sowers. I'm Dan Crawl. 
For more information on Benton County, visit co.benton.or.us.